Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard on VSEN. Hey, everybody, and welcome in. It's another edition of the Lombardi Line. We're presented, as always, by BetMGM as we're set up live downtown in Las Vegas at our Circus Sportsbook Studios. Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver. He's back on the show today. I'm Ben Wilson. What a difference uh, 24 hours makes. I know. When you were out yesterday, (laughs) our compatriot Matt Eumanns and I were having a discussion as to where would Tom Brady play next. Well, the answer is none of the above because he (laughs) retires. And it's just funny how we go from last year thinking – there's no way Tom Brady ever plays again. Right. He comes back for another season with Tampa. To now this year, oh, he's, he's still got it. He's got to play again. And now, no longer. Uh, how, how surprised were you to see that today? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, you wake up with that kind of news, right? So the A, B, and then the C option. Which C option is going to be retire uh, yeah. for Tom Brady? Uh, remarkable, remarkable career. I mean, that was my initial thoughts. And uh, I've been there. You know, when, when your career is over or you feel like it's over, uh, there's no going back. You know, I think what we saw play out with Tom Brady uh, last year is that people around him was telling him to retire or wanting him to retire, but he wasn't done yet. You know, and, and Tom Brady, he stated this a long time ago that I can play till age 45. Well, he played till age 45. Uh, and I think inside, in, in, internally, for Tom Brady, he's like, okay, that's it. You know, there, there's nothing else out there for me to chase. There is one thing. There, I mean, he could have been... Uh, the first person to play for three different teams and, and win a Super Bowl, right? But is that realistic? Can he do that in one year again? Is, there, is, it, is it a perfect situation? Right. And I think Tom Brady evaluated that. Uh, I think he really did. And, and he probably came to the conclusion that, nope, uh, I can't do that in one year. So uh, instead of continue, instead of try to chase it, uh, I know I can still play. Um, it, it's time to go ahead and uh, take off the cleats. Uh, and and so for that guy to say that it was impactful, uh, but you know worldwide everybody's collectively is saying what a career that guy had. Oh no question. And and the thing now it's funny how so many people were saying and the odds actually reflected this. Tampa Bay for him to return to the Bucks was still presented pretty favorably in the odds board. It <laughs> right. opened the favorite, which seemed ludicrous when you considered all the issues that happened down the back end of the season, the firing of Byron Leftwich as an offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and yet. At the same time, it still was one of the favorites, even after developments over the past couple of weeks, as we talked about yesterday. 49ers, Raiders were the top two short shots, and then the Buccaneers, even for Brady to return, 
So you still have to wonder, all right, what's next now for Tampa? Even though you and I both would have presumed no way he's coming back. Uh, but this is a team that's in the middle of interviewing offensive coordinators mm-hmm. who does not have a legitimate quarterback on the roster, unless you want to count Blaine Gabbard or Kyle Trask. Uh, and so it, it was sort of the, the inevitable that we figured would happen. But while all the discussion right now is on the actual Brady retirement, we definitively do now know that this is a complete rebuild for Tampa. Right. No Super Bowl odds are available as of right now for next year on the Bucks, but needless to say, Pritch, they are going to be in that long shot uh, category. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you can ca- kind of connect the dots a, a little bit. You know, there's going to be some prominent offense coordinators out there. Uh, one in particular uh, comes to mind immediately uh, that could accelerate some things out there in Tampa would be, you know, Eric Bieniemy. Uh, he's in his final contract year um, with Kansas City. And if they won the Super Bowl, he's going to be sought after, yeah, you know, in, term, in terms of a coordinator spot for sure. I mean, I, I think he still has um, desires to be a head coach, but those jobs are filling up right now and uh, we'll see what happens. But I, I mean, if you were looking for a particular quarterback with a skill set and, and okay, you're maybe looking to do something different, more creative, uh, there is a there's a brain trust right there that could help out Tampa Bay immediately, I think. Mm-hmm. The, the So far, there have been six who have interviewed for that Bucks offensive coordinator position. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they inspire a, a whole lot of confidence. <laughs> right. Clint Kubiak, who, who took oh. over play calling at the end of the doomed Broncos season last year, he is interviewed. If you look at some of the outside names, like a, a Todd Munkin, who is the yeah. Georgia offensive coordinator, that's been one of those trendy names to maybe make the leap from the college game. But some of the other names, you have the Bengals and Giants quarterback coaches, neither of who I never had heard of before, right. uh, Dan Pitcher and Shea Tierney. Mm-hmm. And then there's Jim Bob Cooter, who's just been one of those <laughs> moving – you know, moving nomads around Who the league. Who can forget him? They, right? You cannot forget uh, Jim Bob Cooter. <laughs> last for the Jaguars passing game coordinator. Keen McCardell, viewed as a yeah. bright, young, up-and-coming coach. Last the wide receivers coach for the Vikings. Uh, it's all, all of which is to say, this was a Tampa team that without Tom Brady, right. we would probably have won, what, five, six games this past season? Well, I have it right here. Football Perspective had this on Twitter. Um, the Bucks went 32-18 and 18 with Brady as a starter. Uh, that's 64% winning percentage. Uh, without him, Tampa has a 39% winning percentage. You know, the Patriots uh, with Tom Brady, uh, 219 and 64 as a starter. Uh, 77% winning percentage. Without him, New England has a 49% uh, winning percentage. So We're talking all time. All time. I mean, it's, it amazing. just defines the guy. But, yeah, I mean, what you're saying about Tampa is true. I mean, th- they're not going to get back to that level. Not that quickly, anyway, and and so uh, you know, moving forward from a betting perspective, I mean, I I, I don't know where they go. I mean, that division was horrible too, uh, and the only reason why Tampa won that division probably is because of Tom Brady, uh, certainly. So, um, and that's with a makeshift offensive line, that's with uh, falling things crumbling around him on the outside with weapons, and then defensively, all the injuries too. So, um, yeah, that that division is horrible. Maybe up for grabs though. Right. Is it really a stretch to think that the Buccaneers in the, in the coming years, at least next year, are going to resemble what Todd Bowles' New York Jets look like in the <laughs> mid-2010s? Zero offense. Right. Still pretty good defense yeah. behind a defensive coach uh, and, and a team that really never gets close to competing. That's how I, that's how I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, offseason's going to be very, very interesting for that division. I mean, Tampa, we talked about them. The new coach, uh, Frank Reich, now at Carolina. Uh, the Saints, what are they going to do at quarterback, that kind of thing. I mean, the Saints, they seem like they're the closest than anybody uh, in that division. Atlanta, what is Atlanta going to do, you know, from a quarterbacking standpoint, right? And uh, could they accelerate anything, any kind of situation that way? But, 
<laughs> yeah, Todd Bowles is probably going to uh, go back in time uh, with that franchise right now. Uh, something that we saw up there in New York. Resurrecting is right. going to be a big, right. yes, big, uh, big task there. <laughs> and again, the reason why we're having this discussion, if, if you missed it from earlier this morning, Tom Brady officially announcing his retirement. We'll get into maybe some of the, the dots connecting and, and about the Sean Payton mm-hmm. hiring from one of your former teams by the Broncos in a second. In case you missed it, though, here was the video from this morning. Brady officially announcing his retirement at uh, 45 years old. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay and I used mine up last year so uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me my family my friends my teammates my competitors uh, I could go on forever there's too many um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream I wouldn't change a thing love you all there we go. All right. Tom Brady officially retiring. <laughs> I'll say, uh, say this for him. He is greatest of all time, right. seven-time Super Bowl champion. Right. There have been so many examples over the years, Mike, and I'm, I'm sure you can speak to this more than anybody. It, like when you're a professional athlete, how hard it is to walk away. Oh. It, le- it Well, there were some flaws there. Probably hung on like a year too long yeah. after announcing his atti- retirement originally. At least he recently had the understanding that it was, it was time. And – you're, the longer you hang on, we saw this happen to Brett Favre. You are only tarnishing oh, your legacy the more mm-hmm. you try to chase and hang on and, and go after one more title. Yeah, there's no tarnishing that, though. No way, no <laughs> I mean, way. No, what he, Brady did. Unquestionable. Yeah, I mean, Brett Favre was something different, and you know this. I mean, he retired, unretired, retired. Unre- I mean, all these kind of things, and you know, people around him maybe force him. But, um, yeah, when, when it's out your system, it's out your system. I mean, I remember when John Elway retired. Uh, it's not that he could not play. Uh, it's just the commitment to get your body ready mentally and physically to play another season. Uh, it just wasn't there, you know, and at some point that kind of runs out. And, you know, Tom Brady, I think he goes back to his goal, his stated goal that I want to play till I'm 45 years old. Or I think I can play till I'm 45. Uh, and he did that. Uh, what else is there to chase, though? I mean, because ultimately for people like this, Ben, the GOATs and, and the greatest of all time uh, when it comes to any sport, they're always chasing something. There's always something out there uh, that motivates them. And, and I, I think, uh, you know, if you're Tom Brady, he probably came to the conclusion that there's nothing else. And what stands out to me, though, is the way he did it. Like, he wasn't at the podium. Maybe there's time for this. At the podium with Tampa, or then eventually at the podium with New England. He'll probably retire as a Patriot, I think, right? And so um, go into the Hall of Fame as a Patriot. Or who knows what he, Tom Brady's going to do that way. But he wanted to deliver his message his way. Uh, and, and I think that was important considering all the leaks that uh, took place and, and kind of tarnished mm-hmm. that situation for him last year. Uh, leaks, rumors, even going into this year, I, I wonder if we're co- connecting dots here. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into the Sean Payton right. hiring for Denver, your thoughts, impact on what this means now for the Broncos going forward. A lot of rumors and, and reports coming out over the past couple months that Brady was most interested in reuniting with Payton. Sean Payton is hired by the Denver Broncos shortly after we went off the air on Lombardi line yesterday. Less than 24 hours later, Tom Brady announces his retirement. Is that just a coincidence, or do you think once that, once that natural progression was cut off and Peyton made his decision to go to Denver, that 
that was kind of the one thing Brady was holding out for to potentially reunite with somebody. Yeah, I mean, he can slide into that Fox role immediately now, too. I mean, if we're connecting all of the dots. like I've heard he gets a few million. Yeah, about 300, I think, right? About, and, yeah. Uh, few. So, yeah, I mean, you, you start preparing for that, you know, if that's your next career uh, path or, or choice. But I, it's hard to say whether playing with Peyton would have yielded a championship that that same year. I mean, it, it's so much about championships and Super Bowls for that guy. I believe uh, more so, I mean, he's got every record out there, right? I mean, it's not about the numbers and all that. It's about championships. And uh, I, I think the fit in Tampa with Mora, with B.A., Bruce Arians, mm-hmm. with Leftwich, the fact that he could bring his own offense. I mean, all that was so comfortable for Tom, and that's why he landed right. in Tampa. It, it's, it's hard to conclude that that next location with no, Sean no. Payton was going to be that successful. Ultimately, though. only Brady knows, and it's nice right. for his sake. We don't have to have any right. more conjecture and rumors and leaks or, or whatever. Uh, we still have a lot more to get to, though, on the show, because speaking of the Denver Broncos and their new hiring, we'll get into that starting next. Benjamin Albright, Broncos insider, will join the show as we're just getting started right here on the Lombardi Line. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Well, if it was not for Tom Brady's retirement this morning, Mr. Pritchard, uh, we would have led with one thing and one thing only on the show. It would have been mm-hmm. the Denver Broncos hiring Sean Payton right. as the next head coach, uh, give up a, a pretty healthy sum to get Payton. And now we, now though, we're able to circle back after uh, we open the show talking Tom Brady. Just how did this all happen? What is next now for Denver? We'll get your thoughts in a second here. The former Bronco, Mike Pritchard. But to uh, help us out, let's bring in Benjamin Albright, 
who's an outstanding Broncos insider there for KOA Colorado. I think you know, uh, you know, Pritch, you guys talk from time to time, yes, right? Uh, thanks for joining us here. <laughs> Yeah, I know Pritch. That's, uh, that's the hardest working man in radio. Love Pritch. <laughs> I would, I, I, you're totally right on that. We should give that moniker officially to Mike Pritch. <laughs> hardest working man in radio. So with the news coming out late yesterday, it's funny. Uh, we were doing a, a segment on this show. Uh, Matt Humans was here. Uh, and we're saying, okay, for, at this point for Denver, what's next, right? Like you would have probably hired Sean Payton already. At least that was our perspective. If, if, if that was going to be a reality earlier in the process, we were coming up on February 1st. How did it work that Peyton was actually the guy now, and why did it take so long to actually get him? Well, I think it's because they circled back around to him because he wasn't the top target. He was, he was the third target they went after. That company line's going to be a little different. You'll see the PR spin because that's what teams do. But uh, reality was they went thing we're going to take a big swing and you know jim harbaugh was the leader in the clubhouse early um and you know that really was the apple of their eye uh and i think that they probably would have had jim harbaugh if they'd made him the guy after the after the virtual interview but instead they kind of animated him they wanted to go through the process and uh you know and all that kind of stuff and harbaugh's like look I'm, i'm jim harbaugh i've had success everywhere i've gone um you know, either you're going to make me the guy and then, you know, handle the Rooney Rule stuff or, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to be, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back to Michigan, which is if they offer me the money, which is where my heart is. And, um, you know, I think he, he kind of pointed out, look, I've got a got a track record of success everywhere. Um, you know, you either make me the make me the guy or you can you're welcome to go interview Jim Caldwell and David Shaw. But we'll see how that goes for you. And that's kind of what happened. You know, I think they, they kind of called this bluff, went through the process and and uh, and then they in desperation tried to fly back out there and get him and couldn't get him. Then they pivoted to D'Amico Ryans, um, who they had a very good interview with. Uh, a lot of people around the league view him as kind of the next Mike Tomlin in terms of how he is with players and, and, and being a coach. And, um, you know, they, they thought that they were going to make a move on him. Well, D'Amico Ryans got upset that they flew out secretly to Michigan while they're talking with him. Uh, and so he's like, well, if I'm not the guy, then I'll just go to Houston. So, <laughs> so he tells him he's going to Houston. That puts him in a bind. And then all of a sudden you're circling back around on Sean Payton. You know, Benjamin, um, before we get to what Sean Payton presents and with the Russell Wilson aspect of everything, uh, what about the competency of this ownership group, though? Because they also leaked out a mystery candidate and all of this stuff uh, uh, before they uh, inked Sean Payton to a deal. Uh, And it's like, okay, George Payton, there's a lot of Paytons out there in Denver, by the way. Uh, He's a GM. Now you got you bring in this brain trust and Sean Payton. I mean, from an ownership standpoint, because we as betters, we want to know this information. Uh, The competency, though, uh, currently uh, of the ownership uh, in the situation out there in Denver. Well, that remains to be seen. I mean, it's invested in success. Uh, they, they rolled out about half a million dollars to do a field, uh, a reset of the field for the last game of the season against the Chargers, a meaningless game. They weren't going to you know, go anywhere. So they, you know, certainly they're willing to put their money, I guess, in terms of being actually competent. That, that remains to be seen. They've gone out and they've got Sean Payton. That probably necessitates a change with George Payton down the line. Uh, we'll see. Uh, and I think George Payton is a fantastic general manager. Um, but you know, I mean, this this ownership group has been aggressive, but I'm not sure all their aggression has been good. They were the ones who wanted to accelerate the timeline to pay Russell Wilson, not George Payton, uh, and 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 that's why they got that big contract before Russ had ever hit the field. George Payton wanted to wait, and so you know, George Payton, the class guy that he is, didn't go that public, but you know, that, that that's what happens there. So this ownership group, I don't know, they've got a ton of money, um, but I and and they want to be aggressive and they want to win, but in terms of competency, I mean, you know, you can have a lot of money and and not win. Look at Dan Snyder. That's a very fair point. Very uh, fair it, point. Before we get into the <laughs> last thing here, Benjamin, before we get into the actual how do, how do we view Peyton working with Russell Wilson going forward now, 
there were the dueling insider reports. You look at the NFL Network, ESPN, one saying that there was like it was a thing where D'Amico Ryan's eventually they went back to him late as kind of like a, a last gasp effort after it was already pretty much presumed he was taking the Texans job. Then uh, it was Adam Schefter from ESPN who says, no, it was just coincidental. Uh, what, what was the truth uh, in that from what happened yesterday in the final hours? Well, um, I can't verify that personally that they talked to Ryan's yesterday, but I can verify that they did go back to him late in the process, try to go back to him after he rebuffed them. Uh, so I would say that Ian Rapp, and, and Ian Rappaport's timeline of things exactly matches what, uh, uh, what I had been putting out the entire time. So I, you know, I can vouch for most of that. The idea that it's coincidence, that, that sounds a little company line-ish, and that's no disrespect to Adam Schefter, who's one of the best out there. Uh, but there are, if you look at the Broncos beat reports, there are several reports where the verbiage is exactly the same, uh, you know, pushing back against that. And so that what that tells me is the team's pushing something out for, for public relations sake. Totally yeah. fair. Yeah. yeah, absolutely fair. Okay, Benjamin, let's get to the X's and O's here. Um, they brought in Sean Payton apparently to fix Russell Wilson. Uh, even if they fix Russell, the offensive line, that uh, situation, the running back situation, uh, and then defensively uh, from a coordinator standpoint, <laughs> where are the Broncos going to go from here now that Sean Payton's the head coach? Well, they're negotiating with Vic Fangio. Um, we'll see if he gets brought back as the defensive coordinator would require some smoothing over in the locker room. Um, I think there are some players that were not happy with him, but he was given the ouster. So uh, I, I think that would require some, some fence mending. It's a bridge building. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, other ways they could go, I mean, I guess they could keep uh, uh, Vero, but he's not really uh, thrilled with, with the way things have transpired here, and I think he wants out. So that will probably be ultimately acquiesced to. Uh, in terms of offensive coordinator, Sean Payton will run the offense. Joe Lombardi will probably wind up being the offensive coordinator. He, of course, was just fired by the Chargers uh, and replaced with Kellen Moore after that disastrous second half in the playoff game against Jacksonville. Again, Benjamin Albright joining us right now. Give him a follow at Albright NFL Chiefs Insider for uh, Chiefs Insider, Broncos Insider for uh, KOA in Colorado there. And I'm, I'm just thinking about the division here Why I say Chiefs. You have, uh, yet again, expected to be a very competitive AFC West next season and the Broncos at least have the benefit of playing a last place schedule bring that up because right after the Sean Payton hiring yesterday sports books here rest of country started taking tons of money on the Broncos and futures from 45 to 1 to win the Super Bowl now down to 28 or 30 to 1 at this point how close realistically are the Broncos going to be to being a Super Bowl contender heading into next year well I wouldn't put any money on them winning a Super Bowl I'll, I'll put it to you that way um yeah, I, I think that uh, they have the talent on this roster to be a playoff football team, but they're not better than Cincinnati, Buffalo, or Kansas City at this point. Uh, and I'm not 100% sure that they're better than the Chargers, although they've uh, been able to beat them over recent years. So um, they need a, an offensive line overhaul. You've got one guy on that offensive line in Quinn Minerts that's, that's, uh, that's going to be there next year. The rest of them, Garrett Bowles and maybe, the rest of them will be gone. Uh, all there. And, and in this Russ and Sean Payton marriage, it, it remains to be seen how it's going to work. You know, with what Sean Payton runs uh, is a lot of in-breaking routes in between the numbers. And Russ is at his best off play action, booting and throwing deep uh, and outside the numbers. And so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they marry that up and, and how well that works because it certainly didn't work with Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, Benjamin, I mean, Russell Wilson and that ego now with Sean Payton and that ego. I mean, what, that's what I'm going to with the competency thing with this ownership group. It's like, it's like they're chasing names, and they gave up a ton uh, to have these two individuals uh, leading their franchise. 
Well, yeah, and it's kind of ironic because the owners are Walmart, and they should know about off-brand labels. I mean, Citrus Lightning is just as good as Mountain Dew, right? Um, <laughs> it does look like they're out there. It does look like they're out there, kind of label chasing a little bit. It, you know, that's that's part of the thing that bothered me. I'm like, wait a minute, does Sean Payton even fit Russell Wilson? You're tied to Russ for another year or two, and even then, you're going to take a huge cap hit uh, after that point to to try to move on from him if you need to. So. Um, and then I look at Sean Payton, and I'm like, well, the last time he was in a Super Bowl, Josh McDaniels was in his first year as a head coach of the Denver Broncos. So, you know, I, I just, I look at this thing, and I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, if you, yeah, there's, there's some brand names in there, but I, I'm just not sure how this thing's going to come together. And you mentioned the egos, and man, uh, I, you know, I don't know if there's room enough for those two, their egos, and the rest of a football team in that locker room. Right. Uh, yeah. it, it's amazing when you yeah. think about it from that perspective. Uh, last thing real quick before we, uh, we let you go, Benjamin, as you break down, kind of looking in, in retrospect to the 2022 season for the Broncos, more on Wilson or more on Hackett? What's kind of the final say there? I just blame to go all the way around. Um, the Broncos had a record in terms of injuries and injured bodies on the injured reserve. Uh, there was massive rampant dysfunction throughout the locker room because Nathaniel Hackett wanted to be everybody's buddy instead of being a head coach. Um, they, they had dysfunction on the field because uh, they had a whole lot of people who were, were brand new to the jobs they were in. I mean, Clint Kubiak was the second most experienced guy on that offense. That, that should tell you something. Um, and then, you know, Russell Wilson. Russ came into, into camp a little out of shape, a little tubby. Uh, he had a couple of injuries throughout the season. He didn't really talk about, but a, a partially torn hammy and a partially torn lat in the throwing arm, and that, that affected his throwing. We saw what he could do in the last two games of the season with Justin out in there, but um, you know, we'll see if they can replicate it this year. Hey, great stuff, Benjamin. We yeah. appreciate the time and enjoy the whirlwind that's going to come here next <laughs> a couple of weeks for you out in Denver. Absolutely, guys. Take care. All right, we're just getting started on this yeah. discussion because uh-huh. there's a lot. Benjamin opens up, brings up a couple good points. Mike, yeah. we will break down further, get your thoughts on the Sean Payton to Denver hiring when we come back right here on the Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That is VSIN.com slash subscribe. As we're back on the Lombardi line, a big thanks to Benjamin Albright joining us from Denver to talk things all Sean Payton hiring with the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. It's nice that I'm sitting next to a guy named Mike Pritchard who played for the Denver Broncos once yes. upon a time. We can get some more insight into this situation. And you're still very connected to the, the Denver media, a lot of the people around that organization. Mm-hmm. How surprised were you to see Payton actually end up being the guy after all that? I mean, the shock or surprise is not there because I knew that the Broncos wanted to go after somebody like this, right? I mean, it wasn't going to be hardball. Um, the Peyton interview apparently didn't go that well because of the ego aspect of things. And, um, but then, you know, the Broncos and that ownership group, as they tried again for hardball, uh, they pretty much had to save face, right? They, they had to, they felt like they needed to make an impact. Um, Russell Wilson advocated for Sean Payton. I mean, you had uh, Colin Coward out there advocating for Sean Payton. So uh, this is a profile that I think this ownership group wanted. But in reality, I, d- I don't know if the Broncos are in any better, uh, in, a, in a better situation. I mean, it, it, it might take more time than what uh, betters um, are, are hoping for if you're back in the Broncos right now. I mean, they gave up three first-round picks. This is according to CBS Sports. Three second-round picks 
2022 fifth round pick, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, some other players. That's courtesy of CBS Sports for Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. And we all saw what happened last year with Russell Wilson. And I'll add this about Russell and that ego. You know, up in Seattle, and another former team of mine, mm-hmm. That's um, the rumblings, well. yeah, the rumblings about him elevating himself out of the locker room uh, and, and really developing a relationship with Paul Allen, who's passed away now, the owner, did not go well at all. And it continued. It continued to a point to where it was just, you got to get him out the, you got to get him out the building. You know, Pete Carroll is like, we got to get rid of this guy. I mean, uh, so here you got Denver who takes it over. And the first thing Russell does is he elevates himself out of the locker room by putting offices upstairs. And according to Benjamin Albright, who was just on the show, it wasn't the GM, George Payton, pushing for a contract. It was the ownership group. And then you had Russell Wilson pushing for Sean Payton. So it, it's, it's here we go again. It's all, it's the mm-hmm. same story again with Russell Wilson. And, and I don't know if Denver is caught up in the headliners or the brand names like Benjamin Albright was talking about uh, in hopes that their franchise is going to get better. When the substance uh, of the Denver Broncos right now stinks. No offensive line. The, the running back situation is horrible. Uh, they're talking about bringing Vic Fangio back, but I thought he took the Miami job, defensive coordinator. Uh, so you're, you, are you, what are you doing there? I mean, and will Vic Fangio even go back there? I mean, it, it is from a betting uh, perspective, but more importantly, well, not more importantly, but equally as important um, from a franchise standpoint, I, it, mm-hmm. the competency thing is real or lack thereof of what this ownership group is trying to do. And you look at where Russell Wilson is at and the perception now, whether that's in the betting market or mm-hmm. just in general. And we saw yesterday all the flood of Broncos futures coming in oh. now down to 28 or 30 to 1. You might as well just light, it, light a couple hundred dollar bills on fire. <laughs> then, then do that. I mean, what's the point? You have a quarterback in Russell Wilson who graded as a bottom five QB in the league last year. Now, do you want to sit here and say, okay, he had a historically awful head coach who had zero idea what he was doing and was over his head in Nathaniel Hackett? And was and was was a quarterback who was injured most of the year because that that to me, Mike, is the one excuse getting thrown out for the per- poor performance of Wilson, as if to say, well, now all of a sudden you assume he'll be in shape, you assume right. he'll be healthy, and he has a borderline Hall of Fame coach who has won a Super Bowl in Sean Payton coming in. Can you really make that leap though? I mean, Wilson was objectively horrific in situations where, as much as you want to say about Nathaniel Hackett as a as a poor in-game manager. Mm-hmm. Wilson was still the one refusing to execute the most basic of plays, right. missing wide open reads. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How can you make the leap as if to say, well, Hackett was totally the issue 100%. We assume Wilson will now be healthy. That warrants a Super Bowl bet. Right. It's lunacy. It's right. a waste of money if you're a better actually betting the Broncos. Yeah, not only that, I mean, are, are we to believe too as betters that the system that Joe Lombardi and Sean Payton wants to run is going to be beneficial for Russell Wilson too without a really good offensive line, uh, without uh, a decent running game? Um, uh, you know, and those are things, okay, can the Broncos fix that in offseason? Like, if, if a lot of things happen correctly for the Broncos in offseason with the draft uh, and through free agency, okay, maybe uh, there's more respect given to the Broncos. And, and okay, that process is starting. Mm-hmm. To, I, I would not jump in front of that process, though. Uh, not at this point. Uh, not at this point uh, uh, at all. Because I, I think Russell Wilson uh, is going to require a lot of work um, for where he is and where he needs to get to. And, and Russell Wilson reminds me of that, the Greek freak uh, quote that resonates, and it still does. 
Uh, when you focus on the past, that's your ego, right? When I focus on the future, it's my pride. Focusing on the moment is the present. That's humility. I mean, it is like, how are you going to get Russell to focus mm -hmm. on the present uh, or his pride, which is certainly um, uh, his future, uh, more so than his ego, of what he's accomplished and what he's done in the league so far? Yeah. I mean, that, that right there, from an athlete's perspective and then from a gambling perspective, I think that's the shift you need to recognize. That's the shift Absolutely. that needs to happen. Russell, forget about that rearview mirror, man. Yeah, you were great. Yeah, you, you won Super Bowls and all this, but you, you're, you stink right now. <laughs> and so from a betting perspective, if he corrects that, then okay, there's your information that I, I think you can, uh, you can bet with or, or certainly back the Broncos And with. that's the thing we don't know right now. Will there be the, the buy-in? Now, like the Broncos get a last-place schedule, so that helps, but you're still <laughs> in a division. Right. <laughs> Remember last year, this was the greatest division of all time, yeah. the AFC West, and similar things will be said. Maybe not to that degree coming into this uh, coming off season. But the other piece I think about is, okay, is, is replacing Nathaniel Hackett with Sean Payton, is, mm -hmm. that, is that, at least from the raw number, is that worth shifting a team Super Bowl odds by a count of 15 to 1? You, you, could, you could make a case that it is, yes. But yeah. we're getting, the way the whole Sean Payton discussion has been talked about, you would think this guy is, is in the, you know, not in the Bill Belichick range, but a guy who you, can, you could throw any sort of personnel at him, and yeah. you could say you're guaranteed to be at least in the postseason or, or in Super Bowl contention. If I look at the numbers for Sean Payton, you know, very, very good resume. 15 seasons as head coach of the Saints, 63 mm -hmm. winning percentage, only four losing seasons, 15 years, nine playoff appearances in 15 seasons, nine and eight in the postseason, one Super Bowl. And uh, he had a quarterback who was pretty damn good that entire time, uh, a guy named Drew Brees. So, and the personnel was, was always very, very solid. Did a great job turning that team around uh, starting in 2006. But the point is, with a guy who has the numbers like that, who are very, very good above average among NFL coaches, mm -hmm. but by no means absolutely top-of-the-line elites, are we, are we assuming a little bit too much that he's just going to magically, after a year away, come in, go into a, a franchise he's never worked for before with a, with a team that has a lot of issues, and immediately flip them into a Super Bowl contender? It just feels like a bit of a reach. Well, he's an upgrade. I mean, if well, you wanna, he's yeah. an upgrade over Hackett. I mean, hands down upgrade. I, I, don't, I don't know what that translates into, though, because um, I think the evaluation or the thought process, even in Dallas, uh, is he an upgrade over McCarthy? Probably not. Not with the situation, because... You think about familiarity. I mean, McCarthy has worked with Dak Prescott. Okay, now all of a sudden, okay, you bring in Sean Payton to work with a guy that... Uh, so here's that's, that's what I want to get to with Sean Payton. He worked and grew with Drew, uh, uh, Drew Brees. You know, that, that, was a, that was a partnership. You know, this is, um, this is different. <laughs> I don't know if this is a partnership or not, right? Uh, we'll find out if it is or not. But... If it, if it starts to develop into that, like, I'm, like I mentioned before, if it's not about the past and it's about the present and certainly your future, then eventually, yeah, it does get better. But I, I would not jump in front of that process at all right now. It's funny you bring up Mike McCarthy because if, if you asked most people and you said uh, Sean Payton would not have been a significant upgrade over McCarthy in Dallas, people would have said, you're insane. Uh -huh. You can't make that case. Uh, if you compare the numbers, though, so I just said Peyton, 63% winning mm -hmm. percentage, 9-8 and eight in the postseason, only four losing seasons in 15 years as a head coach, one Super Bowl. Mike McCarthy, 61% win percentage, only four losing seasons in mm -hmm. 16 years, so one more, 11-10 and 10 in the postseason, <laughs> basically the, about the same record as Peyton has, 1-0 uh, in Super Bowls, just right. like Sean Peyton. The, as much as we love to like, 
elevate Peyton as this godlike figure, and yeah. wow, he is the an offensive whisper. And we love to just crap on Mike McCarthy because he kind of looks like an idiot sometimes in the sideline and makes some questionable in-game decisions. The records are are basically the same, and they both dealt with very similar personnel in their time. They had above-average personnel yeah. with elite quarterback play. It's hard to really say that there's much of a difference. There. One key word that favors McCarthy, though, is continuity. I mean, that's everybody's looking for that in the National Football League. Uh, when we see Kansas City back in the Super Bowl, uh, when you see the Eagles develop and, and bring it together, I mean, a lot of things uh, have has to do with continuity, uh, and that that right there is essential. So you're not betting on the Broncos to win the Super Bowl? No. <laughs> Former Denver Bronco, Brian Pritchard. He's not betting on his team to win the Super Bowl. Look, I, I, it could still very well be a, it should be a big upgrade. Will it be an upgrade enough for Sean Payton to win a Super Bowl? I have my doubts as of right now. How about the other head coaching hire, D'Amico Ryans to Houston? What's his impact? We'll discuss next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. Basketball fans can turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. Just place a single first basket score prop bet on any NBA game. If your bet loses, you receive up to $25 back in bonus bets. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first basket in any NBA game. If your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in bonus bets. Turn game time into showtime with BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. It is basketball heavy season now that we're transitioning out of uh, mm-hmm. NFL. Right now in our studio, we have a game on NBA TV that looks right. That, that, that looks right in your era, Mike. Uh, look, up, look up there. <laughs> Nuggets, Jazz. Yeah, different uniform right That's there. That's got to right? be like, it looks like 90. Four ish, nineteen ninety four. You want to make a bet on a first uh, first score? <laughs> uh, no, let's not do that. I don't think we're, we're yeah. like, wait. Watch when the when the uh, see. Look at that. The oh, they, yeah. they, got, they had the graphic come up. Yeah, 
Anyway, for those of you is watching, the third quarter. You can, uh, yeah. <laughs> What's the third quarter? Anyway, I just bring up mid '90s references <laughs> oh, to Mike man. since that was when you were in the NFL, uh, mm-hmm. and with the, with the Denver Broncos, which is funny. Yeah. The, the thing, the way that you always talk about how the league is such a circular motion, everything comes mm-hmm. comes around again, and we're having this discussion now with the Broncos' new head coach. I'll get into it as well here with in this segment with the Texans' new head coach, as well as what to expect from a play calling perspective in Dallas now going forward, where Kellen Moore is out. Mike McCarthy is calling plays for the first time since his final year as head coach for the Green Bay Packers when he was fired midseason, and Joe Philbin replaced him as interim head coach there as as the McCarthy era came to an end. How, like, what's your read on the whole Dallas Kellen Moore situation? More now, offensive coordinator for the Chargers, you're hired this week. Yeah, I mean, to me, it just felt like, okay, the the fit wasn't there, right? I mean, I I think more importantly than continuity and trust, I mean, you have to have a fit. And, uh, you know, for Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore, um, it, it obviously didn't translate into a deeper run in the playoffs. Is it great in the regular season? Yeah, I mean, they had the number one offense a couple of years ago. They score a lot of points, and 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 Dak Prescott is a is a stat machine. But does it translate what you're doing offensively from a philosophy standpoint for wins in the playoffs? And obviously, what we saw that's not the case. So McCarthy is now going to call the plays, which implies to me that uh, this is it. I mean. Uh, yeah, I, I think, okay, if I'm taking the reins, if I'm, you know, if I'm up against it like this, okay, uh, then, I, then I'm going to have more control of the situation. So I don't know what he's going to do with, with Dak differently uh, than Kellen Moore. I know Pollard uh, with the broken leg, he's got to come back from that. Zeke, his salary cap number, probably going to be a reduction or whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, and then offensive line, you know, can they stay healthy? I mean, outside of that, you know, Dallas – Jerry Jones will always go after the best talent if he can get it. Uh, so if you're McCarthy, you're in a you're in a great spot. Uh, but now it truly is all on you from a game management standpoint. Now you're calling the plays. So now you're going back to that version of a head coach. And so um, you know, certainly I'm filing all that stuff away uh, from yeah. a betting perspective. File it all the way right yep. now because soon enough, once the Super Bowl. <laughs> Stretch ends and we get into the off season and free agency starts. It's it's we, we start the process again. Yeah. Circular, circular yep. motion. It mm-hmm. never stops, Mike. As far as the head coach that was hired, in addition to Sean Payton in Denver, you get to Miko Ryan's going mm-hmm. to Houston and is an organization that has gone through two straight, you know, veteran kind of lifer type coaches that were one and dones. David Cully two seasons ago, Lovey Smith this past season to finally transition now to a young guy under 40 who's viewed as a v- very much a rising star in the coaching ranks, did a great job as 49er defensive coordinator the past couple seasons. Uh, how, how much of a, if you're talking about fit, Mike, fit, how well does this work if it's Ryan's now going back to Houston where he did start his career as a player? Yeah, I mean, he has that for him. And, you know, but more importantly, he has uh, experience too uh, in terms of coaching, uh, coordinating. Um, so it goes to being qualified and capable. Uh, it does. And I think D'Amico Ryan's, is highly qualified and highly capable uh, of being a head coach at this point. Uh, now, now it goes to to the organization and how bad this organization has been, uh, dysfunctional, if you will, because of Cully, because of Lovey, and okay, now you get to uh, a situation in which you can grow with. Which uh, I applaud Houston for that, uh, for D'Amico Ryan's being named the head coach. In reality, too, the last two years, from a divisional standpoint. I mean, Houston has been competitive. Three, two, and one this year inside their division. Three and three last year inside their division. And that's with dysfunction. Um, they got to get a quarterback. Uh, they can also go out and get a bridge quarterback uh, for a couple of years if you need that for the, your, your draft choice to grow or mature. 
or maybe it's just one year. Who knows? Um, but there's there's a foundation there. I mean, I think there's I think there's a path to a lot of success or immediate success mm -hmm. and uh, an accelerated success level, uh, if you will, down there in Houston with D'Amico Ryan's. What about the criticism that Ryan spent two seasons as Niner defensive coordinator, where he got to work with one of the most elite front sevens mm -hmm. in NFL history oh, yeah. in, in the San Francisco 49er defense. And that, that was really what's elevated to, him, to this position. That's the common criticism you're going to hear. What would you say to that? Well, that they need to duplicate that. They need to bring that philosophy to Houston. And, and you know, he's got to get on the same page with Casario, I believe, right? Yep. Still down there uh, in terms of seeking out people like that for his system and, and people like that for, for what he wants to do. I mean, um, any coach out there, any great coach out there would tell you it's all about the players. Uh, and it's, it's no different than Raheem Morris, who was god-awful as a coordinator in Atlanta. Uh, but you go to the Rams and you got Aaron Donald and all these others, mm -hmm. Von Miller and all that. Okay, now you're a hot coaching candidate too, right? So, yeah, I mean, I think the criticism is valid. Uh, I'm not going to discount that. But uh, for, for D'Amico to have a chance uh, with the GM to kind of bring and duplicate the talent level or, or – uh, the type of players that you're able to get up there in San Francisco, okay, you, you got to be aggressive that way. And okay, here's how we do it. Uh, so that blueprint has to be in place right now. Right. The, the concern for me, it's not just drop off in personnel, which is obvious anytime you're mm -hmm. going from an elite right. defense where you're a coordinator to a complete rebuild project. What concerns me is you have an organization like Houston that mm -hmm. has been so wishy-washy in their actual stated goals and desires. When you when you don't have the the, like, the internal organization to put yourself in a position where you're having to fire coaches after one year right. when it should be an obvious rebuild and you should never be in that position. It concerns me that Ryan's now has to come in as a sub 40 year old first time head coach and handle and delegate everything pretty much himself. Some coaches are much better than that than others, but for the most part, there's usually a pretty steep learning curve, especially for the really young guys. You saw it. I mean, Nathaniel mm -hmm. Hackett was the worst version right. of that. Even for a coach like Kyle Shanahan, when he came to San Francisco, yeah. there were a lot of growing pains early. So I, I, I worry about that, that automatic struggle that you're likely going to have coupled with a lack of top-end organizational vision and lack of personnel. Houston does have a you know, bunch of really good picks. They're going to pick very highly this year in the draft, but a couple picks are, are, will help, but they aren't going to fix all the issues there in Houston. Yeah, no, I, that's why it's essential for the GM head coach to be on the same page. I mean, um, whether or not the head coach has power with personnel, uh, you know, who knows, but... Uh, I think each and every situation is so different. Like, for instance, uh, in Seattle, like with Mike Holmgren when he arrived, I mean, he won a Super Bowl with Brett Favre, right? Um, but then he got back to a Super Bowl with um, Matt Hasselbeck, who was a third-string uh, third quarterback at one point. So, I mean, that's coaching. That's, that's also under, understanding personnel and all that kind of thing. So, um, but that was a process, too. I mean, it, it took Mike Holmgren a number of years to get to the Super Bowl in Seattle, obviously. But... You get Sean Alexander, you get, uh, you know, all these great offensive linemen, too, and uh, you slowly build it that way. And then also it culminates into a Super Bowl appearance, you know, and um, I, that's D'Amico Ryan's. I mean, that's how I would look at it with Houston. I mean, are we looking at Houston as a as a playoff caliber team? I mean, I'm not. I'm talking about being more competitive in that division, uh, right. but then also with a chance to finally get it right, because you're going to get the coach and the quarterback uh, through the draft. Uh, as well as starting to build it in the right direction, so that's what I—that's how I'm looking at Houston. Absolutely, that's how that's how the vision should be. Where you you have a chance, clean slate, mm -hmm. start. You're basically starting over. My question is, why why wouldn't you have done that two years ago <laughs> when it was staring <laughs> right. you in the face? Yeah. Now, obviously, the Deshaun Watson 
yeah. saga kind of hung over that right. organization. Obviously, that black cloud certainly yeah. hurt, hurt them in more ways than one. But the division for the AFC South will be really interesting once we get into the offseason, when we get futures and win totals, because Indianapolis is viewed to be mm -hmm. in a complete rebuild. You have Tennessee, who was a, a team in good position because of superior coaching, but with shaky at best personnel, completely fell off the map. Seven straight yeah. losses to end the year. And now can you really expect, uh, like, you really have confidence in Jacksonville to to be that flag holder of a division when they're they're still a pretty young team, had never done it before, and essentially got on a nice heater to end the season? It, it's an interesting case to be made that yeah. the AFC South could be more wide open than we than we maybe originally yeah, thought. Yeah, I mean, ironically, you mentioned Vrabel, who turned into to be a coach of the year. I mean, the same kind of thing. Former player, he was out there in Houston, too, but uh, a former player who accelerated and changed the culture immediately. Uh, by rolling up his sleeves. I mean, the blue-collar nature that Vrabel brought to the Titans was everything that they needed. And hard hat. I, hard hat. Lunch pail. Right. And I Let's think, go to work. I think D'Amico has a chance to do that immediately, too, with Houston. Yeah. We're always trying to identify, especially in a year-to-year -year league like the NFL, which teams are going to make those immediate rises. I think right. our logical conclusion after this hour, Denver Broncos, as much as that's going to be a sexy team, <laughs> probably not one to make an immediate huge rise. Texans, look, the foundation is now there, but probably not in 2023. That is our number one of the Lombardi line. When we return, we get into the Super Bowl discussion. That's next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.